welcome in everyone back to the sporty lounge uh we got shane over there still just looking like beaker from the muppets what's up buddy what's up boys hell yeah austin how we doing tonight how we doing we live in life we live in life we are we are without ben again tonight uh he'll be back to be determined three time three time chump Three times. And you have chump. yourself. You have Travis. Oh, T Rizzle. What is up, everybody? Twitch. You heard that twice. So what's up? <laughs> but uh, before we dive into Week Nine coming up for uh, our predictions and our fantasy sit and starts, let's give a little uh, moment of silence for Bob Knight. He passed away today. Legendary mm-hmm. basketball coach. Eighty-three. Cheers <sighs> up to him and his family. Hope everything goes well. Yes, sir. Um, that being said. Week nine. Okay, before we get into that, oh, you are. I, w- mm. I want to talk about the the two trades from the commanders that happened and what you guys yeah, thought. That shit's them. crazy. That's yeah. Let's do oh, that. God. I, I want to yeah. talk yes. about that first because I, I thought about that all day. I was like, I don't. I want to know the what fuck? these bitches think. Think. Yeah. Because a third round for Chase Young just seems mind boggling to me. Unless I'm just crazy. I think if so, you flip them the other way, a second for Chase Young and a third for Sweat, then it's fair. So, like, overall value, I think they split even, in my opinion. Okay. So, I think the wrong pick went to the wrong player. <laughs> so, That's here's fair. the thing, too. Young is going to have a big payday. Mm-hmm. So, here's the thing. Washington's like, okay, yeah, we'll sell you out. And they have a ton of cap space. So, he might be suing back up for Washington next, next season. And they might have already talked to him about that and been like, hey, man, like, we're going to send you to a playoff contender. Because Young went to the 49ers, correct? Yep. He's now with his college then, teammate, and, Bosa. And Sweat went to the Bears. Yep. So, that, you know, they're, was they're like, to we're going to send you over to a contender. And they call up the 49ers and are like, hey, we're willing to sell him at a good price because they got the good deal for Montez Sweat. And they did a good deal for Chase Young. And maybe they'll have good fortune later. Maybe it's that crazy. I'm just saying, like it's possible. Like with how this, how the cap space is going to be aligned, it makes sense. With the holes on their chart, it would make sense, especially for a guy who performs in their system. Just they recognize that they're not in the position to make a playoff push, so they go ahead and go get Chase Young back for five years on a big deal in this upcoming off season. Okay, well they gave him a rental and now he's happy because he might have a fucking chip by the time he comes back, and now he gets to be. That fucking veteran guy. Like, this could be a genius move for Washington if that's what they're doing in the long haul. Do I think that they have that capacity to do that capable of a move? No. No. So, <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Uh, what? This, shit, and then, this shit's fucked. And then another thing I kind of want to touch on was Justin Wait, Daniels getting fired in well, the linebacker. I want to circle back real quick. Okay. It's super yeah, I still want to talk about sweat. Yeah, I want to talk about sweat. That was right. so uh, fucked for the commanders what, to do, what? bro. I'm sorry, not, I, Chicago Bear what? fans. I don't care. Like, what makes what you think fuck? your team is, should be buyers right now? What was that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why, why are you going to announce, hey, yeah, let's uh, sell our superstar cornerback? You can go seek a trade and then just trade for another person, like yeah. trade for another defensive asset. Like, are you kidding me? They yeah. should have gone offense at least and a second round yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah. If they're going to make a trade for. You know, a wide receiver outside of DJ Moore, and, fine. But like, like, well, like, what's the push? Montez Sweat only has what two years left on his deal, and it's a hefty mm-hmm. deal. Like, are the Bears saying, "Oh, next year we're a contender"? And if so, why are they selling too? Like, 
they're selling young assets all season long. You know, they let David Montgomery walk to a division rival nonetheless. Right. Like, we're talking about major assets to that team that just, like, they've let walk away. Like, Hicks even, you know, like, I know it's a few years ago, but he's on the same deal with the Eagles that they lost him. You know, like, what about Roquan mm-hmm. Smith? Why? How the fuck did the Ravens get Roquan? How'd you let that happen? And, of course, Khalil Mack. Like, right. if Khalil Mack yeah. was still on the Bears... Like, do I think that he'd be having an elite production? No, but he'd he'd be that stat, dead stay, you know, that that guy that you always can rely on, you know. Teams always have it, like Judon for the Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like James Harrison later on in his career for the Steelers. Or, you know, J.J. Watt for the Cardinals. You know, like he started putting up less numbers, but it was just like consistent, good performances. That presence, too, is, is exactly. huge. You know, like that presence to know like and to have that opportunity as a younger player to go ahead and come into the rotation off stuff like that that's huge so like mm-hmm. we're talking about valuable assets that the bears just like walk away from and then they acquire ass assets like what what the fuck was the chase Claypool trade as a steelers fan i was like this is insane and okay if you're a bears fan you have to feel like a fucking imbecile about that trade because that pick nope. ended up becoming joey porter jr who is announced as a starter at this point, and he's been playing immaculate. So Chase Claypool, who you end up getting pretty much pennies for back, you don't even get like five receptions out of him. And then you could have had a lockdown corner. Yep. And and then traded him not too long after. Yeah. They could have had Puka, technically. Yeah. Technically, yeah. You're right. So it's fucking wild to me that they did that. But yeah. they also it's, it's also the same team that traded up two spots or three spots to get Mitchell Trubisky. They could have had Will Levis. They could have had a lot of people. They could have had, had a had lot Patrick, of really good fucking players. They could have had Patrick Mahomes. Well, no, just this past draft. I'm talking about that uh, trade for Chase Claypool. Oh, like, okay. I, I was I was kind of referring to the Mitchell Trubisky draft trade. Yeah, with they could have had Mahomes then, but like specifically mm-hmm. last year, they traded a second for Chase Claypool. He had no production in Chicago, went to Miami for pennies, and then like now the Bears have their ass out because the Steelers take JPJ. But think about the other players that were available on the board at that time that are already impact players. We're talking about day one starters, essentially. Will Levis, yeah. who we'll get into later on in the episode, uh, you know, first game we're going to be talking about which this might be a good transition point once i wrap this up um they could have got will levis who went ahead and put up almost 400 yards passing and four touchdowns last week which that leads me into the thursday night football the tennessee titans visit Ackershire, still heinz field <laughs> and mm. meet the pittsburgh steelers the steelers got cooked up last week by the Jaguars. Um, You know, I got really pissed off with the post-game interviews. Everybody's talking about, oh, the refs threw the game. No, the refs didn't throw the fucking game. You barely had 200 yards on offense. (laughs) You know, if you're relying on those fucking 15 yards that much, yeah, you know what? Bad calls happen. You want to know when a ref called cost us a game? The divisional round against the fucking Patriots. Jesse James (laughs) caught that fucking ball. 
That's no, a game that the like, <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he, he didn't. I'm no, not he getting didn't. into this. I, we're not doing this right now. You Austin. started it. You started it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Anyways, continue what you're saying. You Shane. you've admitted off cam. You if you want to if you no, want to act you got no if you you got if no you proof. Snide, if you want to act you snide, got, it's fine. You said honestly, Justin didn't catch that ball, and I said I know. You, you got no. You got no proof. You got no proof. You're right. <laughs> I might. I might not. Who knows? I'll look through the vods. <laughs> you know, Anyways, it's a lot of time. Continue, it's a lot of time continue with your analysis, Shane. Oh man, Tennessee visiting the Steelers. Fuck, man, it's just bad. It's bad in Pittsburgh on offense. Thirty-second ranked offense in the NFL. They, it's just horrible. Kenny Pickett's supposed to be playing this week, which, you know, honestly, after seeing how Mitch Trubisky looked, you know, I think Mitch Trubisky could be, we could say he's comfortably the 40th best quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Would we agree? Like, I, yeah, I think that's a realistic thing to say. He's the 40th best quarterback. Pretty much dead average. Like, a perfect second string guy. Who's like your normal, just if we're doing baseball stats, win above replacement, just zero mm-hmm. win above replacement, nothing minus, nothing plus. We could say he's the golden standard. Kenny Pickett looks like a superstar compared to Mr. Bisky. Which, you know, I was starting to have doubts about Kenny Pickett's talent at this level. After seeing Trubisky play, no. Kenny Pickett is a fucking star waiting to happen. And the only thing holding him up is fucking maple syrup. So <laughs> it's bad at this point, you know, like watching Najee trying to run through the holes. It's just like, what the fuck? We're running a zone scheme with a power back. And then Jalen Warren, you know, he looks like a superstar because we're running zone fucking running with a speed back. It's almost like that's what he's built for. Maybe run some slams. Maybe run some ISOs. Get a fucking fullback in there. Smash some <laughs> fucking mouths, dude. Like you got Najee Harris. I hate to be that guy. But, like, you got to sit there and tell me Najee can't truck a fucker every fucking rush if he gets a lead? If he start, if Najee starts going downhill, who can tackle him? Me. Name one player that can tackle. Shut the fuck me. up. No, you can't, you scrawny-ass <laughs> string bean-looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Najee starts running. Who can, who can tackle Najee? Solo tackle Najee if Najee's running downhill. Me, bitch. Anybody? Hey, can anybody in the NFL? Actually. I mean, people can, yeah. It's just if they will. I, yeah, like, and not have him fall forward for an extra two yards. You know what I mean? He, he's going to fall forward. He's big enough, right? We saw that yeah. with Eric Henry. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the thing is, like, I hate to be a couch coach, but, like, when I when I think, you know, my local high school's offensive coordinator could go ahead and coach the Steelers better than Matt Canda has in three seasons... <laughs> I'm not getting into this whole fucking thing. Just Matt Canda can fucking... And he's so cheeky during fucking interviews. I hate this fucker so fucking much. There, he's in funny. an interview. He's he's in a fucking interview. And the phone... One of the interviewer's phones fall over. And he says, oh, watch. Everybody's going to go ahead and blame me for that, too. No, we weren't. Mm. The, the phone just fell over. You know why we're blaming you for the offense not being productive? Because the offense sucks. Because <laughs> the offense has been asked for three seasons. No coincidence that when Todd Haley fucking left, our offense died in a, like a fucking fish in a dry barrel. Like, <laughs> fucking Ben Roethlisberger pushed Todd Haley out, and, you know, fucking Matt Canda ended up being hit Ben's fucking despise because 
Matt Canada was like, he's not the right quarterback for my scheme. Then he gets the right quarterback for his scheme, and he's like, oh, now my players aren't performing. What the fuck do you mean? And then he says shit like, the offense isn't made to play from behind? What the fuck do you mean? That's the point of offense. Mm-hmm. If, so, if, you're, if you're not playing from behind at any point in the fucking game, then yeah. But you can't just expect your defense to not allow more than three points a fucking game. Like, are we so, kidding ourselves right now? So who are you starting from the Steelers then? Man, the ten- thank you for getting me out of that spiral. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it was about time. Take a breath. You know, um, Kenny's, <laughs> Kenny's starting. And here's the thing, you know, Tennessee has a tough defense. But I think the Steelers might be able to go ahead and come around on it. I wouldn't start Kenny unless it's super flex. Najee Harris. I'm feeling kind of more comfortable as a start because I feel like the Steelers are going to need to have Najee go ahead and grind the ball because it's going to be that type of game. It just makes sense. You know, Najee has been getting the attempts. You know, it's just he doesn't have the explosive runs to back him up yet. Mm-hmm. There's a game. It's a game coming up where it's just going to be like Najee goes ahead and rushes for 150 yards. And is it realistic for him to do against the Titans? Another team that, you know, we don't want to see on offense after we just seen what Will Levis did last week. I mean, like, it's scary for me to even say to start Najee because that's a reasonable expectation to go ahead and try to chew the clock. Uh, you know, I'm scared to go ahead and say that because in a logical world, that would make sense. But with Matt Canada right. being the offensive coordinator, after I thought it through, I don't know. You should start Najee if you're a reasonable fucking human being. But is Matt Canada even going to start Najee? Like, I don't fucking know anymore, man. I'm scared. Probably not. Like, they're going to be running fucking three and outs all fucking day, just passing the ball, giving Kenny 50 attempts, trying to fucking play a fucking shootout. And they got a fucking 12 gauge, and we got a fucking BB gun. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Start George Pickens, though. I feel like he's a lock every week. Yeah, he should be started every week from here on out. I think since they, uh... You, you, you start Najee at this point right now, I guess. I think he's coming on a little bit. The Steelers, yes, they lost, but I think they're hiccuping towards a positive direction right now. I, all right. You and what I about, watch different um, games, bro. On the Tennessee side. <laughs> oh, Tennessee. bro, I'm so excited to talk about this. Guess who drafted Will Levis? <laughs> bro, you want to talk about, like, dude, four touchdowns in one game? Matt Tannehill. Or Ryan Tannehill, not Matt. Fucking ugh. God, Ryan Tannehill. Idiot. I'm fucking pestilent, <laughs> fucking bitch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill has thrown two touchdowns this whole season. Will Levis comes in with his cock swinging, fucking puts up four TDs, carries the Titans to a win that was much needed. Like the Titans were kind of like starting to fall out of favor. Like they're just not going to be able to get this shit back on track, and their season's mm-hmm. over. That was a real discussion we were having two weeks ago. They yep. went against the Steelers, though. They're right in that wild card hunt, baby. And it's a good time to get cooking, especially if you got a good young rookie quarterback that just is going to be a stud. You know, like, we we seen mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins in D-Hop form. Not DeAndre Hopkins form. D-Hop. I'm talking Texans. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? 
Levis find the, the fountain of youth or something, show fucking Hopkins it. Like, come on, buddy. Let, let's go get three nice. touchdowns. So, you know, obviously this week we're going to be starting Will Levis. I, I think I think you I should be not yeah. The Steelers secondary is their weakest portion on on their defense. You know, you it would make sense if you don't want to start him because you're scared of that pass rush getting to a rookie quarterback. But man, you're not gonna be getting bombs like D Hop was getting that last game against the Steelers. You're just not. But no. you're going to get like long yak yards against the Steelers. So like mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna have as great of his of a performance, but I'm expecting like two seventy, two TDs, and possibly a pick. He he'll eat. He'll get his. Yeah. I, I think you also especially since Henry Derrick Henry was a big talk of being a someone being moved before the trade deadline. Now that is not, you know, he's just going to be worked. Uh, mm-hmm. He's probably going to get a few more touches per game than he has been so far the rest of the season, especially since they put Levis in. Like, this is them just calling it a season, you know. And it's gonna, he's going to get some work. Comfortably start him. He's currently fifth in the uh, league in rushing yards right now for someone who's supposedly having a down year. So uh, Yeah, mm. I mean, like, I'm I'm feeling good about starting Levis. I'm feeling good about starting Henry too. Just like for the reasons you're saying, like you're past trade deadline, like why not run the wheels off him? Yeah, that's fair. D Hop, D Hop, I feel like is a start at this point. You know, like I feel like he's. I think you I have don't to. know. I I think low wide receiver one. Like we're seeing him in that type of form. If he if I mean like they were torching. They were torching him, man. It was ugly. Like it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. And you know the Steelers aren't going to have Minka this week. That's true. You know, like I'm a Steelers fan, but like we know, I can see the Steelers. I I can see the Steelers winning this game, but it's not going to be pretty because the defense is going to get burnt. So we're going to need to see some offense, and I don't I don't trust that. There's going to be uh, almost zero offense. I can yeah. say that. I wouldn't be surprised. What about you, Travis? No, I I personally think this game is still going to be kind of low, lower scoring. I still trust the front seven of the Steelers on defense. And then if Joey Porter's playing pretty well, if he's going to get the task of draping – D- uh, D-hop. D-hop all game. Bro, that's going to be crazy. Imagine but, if JPJ in his first start locks down D-Hop after pretty, D-Hop has a three-touchdown game, bro. Pretty nice. I That'd personally think your Steelers pull it off, though, 24-17 in a low-scoring affair. Mm. I think that's the only way they pull it off. Um, I, I think Levis is going to be good for the future, but... The Steelers' defense is a whole different breed than what he just faced. Yeah, and this, this is going to be his wake-up call very early in his career, second game. But he'll get through it. I think he's going to be a stud. And, like, here's the thing, too. You know, like, the Steelers' defense was playing well against the Jaguars. They had three turnovers. Like, obscene. Like, dude, you get three turnovers on defense – you're expecting your offense to put at least 21 points throughout the whole game. Like, that's realistic. That's just three additional drives. Not even if you just score off those drives alone, but off of... They, the Steelers scored 10 points, bro. Like, yeah. it's bad. <laughs> like, three turnovers. 
three turnovers in a game, and they only scored 10 points. So what do you think the score is? I'm thinking the Yinzer in me is telling me to come out right now because it's a <laughs> Thursday night game. I feel like I can feel it cooking. Steelers moved to 5-3. and three. I think Travis hit it right on the nose, 24-17. But, like, I am scared that it will become an ugly affair that I have to turn off before before the fourth quarter. <laughs> I won't. I won't, and that's my toxic trait, is the Steelers will be down 30-zip, and I'm like, there's still a chance. I think I think it's going to be a Tennessee win, like 20-17. to 17. I wouldn't okay. be surprised if that happens either, but I think Steelers will that's, that's I think that's TJ fair. Watt has a day. <laughs> I get it. I, I hope so. I sure fucking hope so. Because TJ Watt is our fucking best edge rusher, our best cornerback, our best running back, our best return man. <laughs> I mean, it's like, probably best tight end. Probably best quarterback, honestly. I don't know if, I don't know if you guys watch the fucking uh, Cam Hayward podcast, but he asked everybody that comes on there, do you think TJ Watt could lead a high school, Texas high school, to a state championship as quarterback because TJ <laughs> claims he can. And you know what? At this fucking point, why the fuck not? See, I think that he's underestimating what he, what would happen in that situation. I feel a lot of people might try to get up. There's going to be the competitive person who's like, oh, yeah, I get the chance to hit TJ Watt. But, <laughs> but there's going to be a few people that get up to him and once they get up to him and then realize that's TJ Watt, he can hurt you. They're going to be like, I'm just kidding, <laughs> sir. Like. <laughs> Bro, one last thing because I want to feel good about my Steelers before we oh move on. Gosh. It's a very emotional subject. You know, it's hard for me to even think about these Steelers right now. Oh, man. Uh, fucking, when TJ Watt was drafted, I called the pick, bro. And they were picking 31st overall. I called that pick. I knew it. Cool, no one cares. Go fuck yourself. Anyways, <laughs> Dolphins <laughs> visit the Chiefs. We're talking about AV- AFC heavyweight matchup. 9.30 a.m. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good game. Um, I think you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, obviously, on the Chiefs' side, you're going to be starting Mahomes, and you're going to be starting Wait, Kelsey. why? Why would you start Mahomes? He's, he's, he's Mahomes. Bro, he's I wouldn't too. start Mahomes. I, I, I think Mahomes is a bottom 32 quarterback, honestly. <laughs> Calm down now. That's Start fine. Calm. All right. No, we Someone ain't talking just... about Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. Mahomes, Kelsey. I think you can start Pacheco for sure. Yeah. He, just didn't, he didn't get a lot of touches yeah. last week because they were down quickly and had him to throw. Mm-hmm. But yeah. wide receivers, I'm not sure if I really trust anybody wide receiver-wise. I even saying that, I think Kelsey and Pacheco Mahomes will keep it close. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you're starting to, uh, you're starting Waddle, you're starting Tyreek Tilly. Mm-hmm. You're starting Tyreek Moser. And you're starting Mostert for sure. And hmm. Yeah, I agree. If you had to have just a dark horse either or team, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guy like Rasheed Rice. I'm going to go Sky Moore, man. I can respect it. That being Sky said... Sky Moore is a stud. It's just like he's missing one element of his game. It's his release. 
he his route running is impeccable. He's got really good speed. He's got good hands. It's just his release isn't the best. And if mm-hmm. you can get that right, his we're sep- talking about more like, separation. Yeah. Dude, he's an Antonio Brown clone. Like Antonio Brown had the same issue coming out of Central Michigan University. This kid's out of Western Michigan University. Damn near same size. Damn near same speed. Damn near same hands. And they both had the same issue coming out, which was their release. Antonio Brown just it clicked one one game. I think it was Week Eleven against the Ravens, his se- second or third year. So we're starting to talk about the same time frame, and it just clicked, and his release just became elite. And if Sky Moore can do that, he has all the other elements. So yeah. like Sky Moore is a guy where like I would be comfortable picking him up off waivers right now or getting a cheap trade. I think right now is a really good time to buy Sky Moore because he has that ability. You watch him on tape, and when he does break out into routes, he uh, gets wide open. Let me let me open sleeper real quick. Trey for Sky Moore. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Yes, Travis. We know you. You're about to make a, a you're about to make a trade or two. It's going to happen before oh, I'm the still, deadline. I'm I'm going to still get Tyreek. I promise. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking Dolphins win this game, man. I think Dolphins start to get back to cooking. Uh, I agree with you on that, actually. I have him winning 31-28 in a a good one. Dude, I was literally about to say 31-28 if you didn't interrupt me, you fucking redneck. (laughs) had to say it. Fucking hillbilly. We always had the same idea. First, the tie a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) The tie that didn't happen. It almost did. It almost did. It It almost almost fucking did. (laughs) Bro, we we were doing that interview, and... Travis and I were like watching the phone and it was like tied up and it was like late in the fourth and we're like, dude, no. <laughs> dude. Yeah, there's like two and a half minutes left and it was tied. We're like, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm gonna go yeah. I'm gonna go 31 24 Dolphins. There we go. So okay. Dolphins. That's what I'm rolling. That's what I'm rolling with. I'm gonna stick to it. All right. We're going Vikings Falcons. Ooh. Kirk Cousins out for the season, but Joshua Dobbs <laughs> to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But he's not starting this week, though. He's gonna—they're gonna give him a week to learn the playbook. Yep, which is smart. But I like it. What's his name? Jalen Thompson or whatever? Jalen. Mm-hmm. What's? I can check right now. I'm in sleeper. Yeah, you can. Yeah, Let's I mean, see. like Kirk Cousins going down—that's heartbreaking. Oh man! Oh, Jaren, no, Jaron Hall is what his name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not personally. I don't think you should start Jaron Hall. This is going to be like you no. know, no, you know, no Justin Jefferson there. Kirk goes down. They're already like we're in a ass situation. They're playing better slowly because the defense started playing a little bit better the last couple of weeks. But I don't like the situation. The Falcons have a legitimate chance of winning their division. They have a lot mm-hmm. to fight for this season, and they got a sneaky good defense. Yeah, but so, the Vikings are right there too. You know, like it's not obscene to think the Lions get two losses and one of them be to the Vikings that they are able to pull something together too. So, yeah. like if you're if you're a Vikings <clears throat> fan, you're really looking at it as we beat the Lions and we get one game within, and we're mm-hmm. we're right there. You know, like. The Vikings are right there too. They're knocking yeah. on the door, you know. So, True. Falcons think, are a tough team. Though. Yeah, I think I would still flex Jordan Addison and two guys that I would 
TJ Hawk. For, sh- for sure. Yeah, I was going to say Hawk for Hawk. sure has a chance to have a tight end one overall uh, game this week just because new quarterback. You're saying top one? Yeah, he has the potential for this week just because new quarterback coming in. Like, tight are ends you are locking safety in net. Hawk as tight end one this week? Yes. Ooh, Let's do it. Okay. Let's do wild. it. That's wild to me. Tight ends are new quarterback's crutches. That's what he's going to fall on and lean on if things yeah. aren't going so correct. You're sounding Ooh. a lot like me right now, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, but, I know. you know. But spicy. That's that's my whole Friar Muth theory, you know, like Kenny Pickett's in his Hawk's second year. Hawk's already good. And Hawk's, mm. already, Hawk's already an elite-type talent, you know. Yeah. I think overall, that being said, that I think overall for the duration of the season, because even though I do like Dobbs coming there, I don't think he's gonna he did, he doesn't play the game the same way Kirk does. So I think Hawks' target share goes down slightly for the rest of the season moving forward. Though mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Like here's the thing: when he was with the Steelers, tight tight ends were a top percent target for him. With the Cardinals, it went down significantly, but he was on the run a lot. So I'm interested to see, you know, if he is able to get a good pocket around him. I want to see you if know. the Vikings utilize his legs at all. The, yeah. Which way they want him to play. <clears throat> yeah, you know, like, Joshua Dodds is a very talented young man. Especially since the Vikings just traded one of their good young linemen to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So that's probably part of the reason why they're okay with Dobbs, because he can move. They know their their pocket's not going to be as clean. Yeah. That's I fair. mean, you know, so Dobbs isn't starting this week, but if he's available on waiver wires, you guys pick him up this week. Lock him in for next week and the weeks coming up because he's definitely going to end up being the star. I don't think that's a discussion. They just want him to get the playbook for a week and a half. I could see that. I wouldn't be surprised if he is starting. Week would 10. you pick him up? I would pick him up off waiver wires this week if he was available. I would, I would too as well. And just lock that in because I think I don't think it's a question if he's going to start. I think it's just he's going to start next week because the trade, you know, let him get moved in, let him get yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. for a couple of days, you know, let him get used to the facility, and then go ahead and give him the playbook, give him a full mm-hmm. week of practice, and get him started. You know, um, that's just you know something that you see with quarterbacks and trade deadlines. Yep. You know, what do you guys think Come. the the scores are going to be? Man, I'm really thinking. I'm thinking ah, I'm 28, 28-21 Falcons. Mm, Falcons I was just, win. I would say I think 21-17 Falcons. That's my pick. 28-21. Fuck, 28-24 Falcons. That's what I'm going to say. We need to throw 21-17 Falcons. 21. Interesting. What about you, Ozzy? You think the Vikings win, don't you? Kind of do. I would not be surprised. Oh, I love it. I love it. Kind of do, but also, I love Taylor Haneke. I've loved him since Commanders. So I, I, I think I think the Falcons pull it off. I I think they do truly in my heart of hearts. But I think it's, it's gonna be it's like tough. I think it's going to be like a 28 to 14 type game. It's tough to trust your heart over your gut, but when your heart of hearts tells you, you got to go with it. You can't you just say go. no. You can't, you can't just, just say, say no. no. Yep, that's right. Falcons yep. win 28 
to 14. Woo! Cooking them. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. I, I think it's going to be a minor blow. Nothing major, nothing big, but a little something-something. Cooking was the a metaphor fire. for this team before. But now, Russ is in Denver. Fucking all <laughs> do, doing Let's Ride bullshit. But back in our day, we let Russ cook. Do we let Gino cook against the Ravens? No. He's going to cook. No. You, Ooh, you think, I, you think? I think he's going to cook. I think, I think they easily win this game. You think the Seahawks easily win? Yeah, it's going to be a win. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, love I it. have it as a close game, but no. Let's, let's go. Yeah. It's okay, so. Like 35-24 type win. Oh, okay, who are you starting on the Seahawks then? Let me hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Walker, Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. JSN? The big four. No. Not comfortable <laughs> okay. enough. Not flex? Flex is a start still, so. Not comfortable doing that? No, flex spot is still a start spot, so. I, so, I, no. say, I heard you the first time. I was just <laughs> double checking that you say no flex. Yeah, no start. Yeah. I I yeah. I could see flex play from him. You know, especially in 12, 12 man leagues. You know, like I think he could get like eight to twelve points this game. Especially if, you know where where are you gonna beat the Ravens? You know, that's the thing is with their defense. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny because like the AFC North has like the three like different types of defenses perfectly. Like the Ravens are just perfectly fundamental. The Steelers are like they'll they're perfect bend but don't break. And then the Browns are just this mean gritty defense that like somehow gets the job done. You mm-hmm. know? And it's like you got these three like immaculate defenses of all different styles in the AFC North. So like with the Ravens, you have to figure out how to beat them. And like, you know, the idea is you try to get them thin on the secondary. You don't let them go ahead and pack the front seven. So it could be reasonable that you go ahead and see G- JSN go and get a touchdown this game and possibly five receptions. That's a realistic possibility. And like we we say he gets 50 yards, Possible. you know, that's six, that's 16 points. And it's realistic because of how you're going to have to try to maneuver around this Ravens defense. You're going to try mm-hmm. to maneuver around that front seven being able to rush you consistently. You know, you're going to try to establish the run. So Kenneth Walker is definitely a start. You know, um, DK Metcalf is a start because of the splash potential. If I had to pick the odd man out personally for the Seahawks, it would be Tyler Lockett this week because he's going to be getting stuck in a lot of those zone coverages so JSN and DK Metcalf can go ahead and get off. Mm -hmm. And Noah Fant might be able to be a reasonable tight end start for 12-man leagues as well because of that reason. Travis? Okay. On the Seahawks side, I'm with you all. You start the big four. Just you have to. On the Ravens side, you're starting Lamar for sure, Andrews mm-hmm. for sure. I think Zay Flowers is slowly coming into his own. I think it's gonna be I, a, think so. I think it's a, gonna be a fun matchup because he's probably gonna have Witherspoon Blanket in him all game. Um but you're starting Zay Flowers in my Yep. I think you're starting Zay Flowers this week. I'm not saying he's gonna cook Witherspoon, but he's gonna get it. He's gonna get his own. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun matchup all game. Uh you're going to start Gus Edwards again this week. I think he's going to get the hot hand moving forward on the season. Mm-hmm. And as long as his knees hold up, just like last mm-hmm. season, 
I mean, every single time he's had the opportunity to be the back, they have they fed him. They don't they don't mind it. It's just when his body tells him no is when he doesn't get fed anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that being said, I have a twenty seven twenty four Ravens win. I have a thirty twenty four Seahawks win. Cross Ooh. my fingers. Cross my fingers that the Steelers can figure it out and the Ravens lose. <laughs> I hope. <All> right. <laughs> Your hope is is uh, misplaced. Yeah, just like I'm hoping that the Browns are going to somehow lose to these Cardinals. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I know. Unfortunately. <laughs> I know. If we're being honest. The Browns are so much better than I thought they would be this year. Yeah, they're really good. Honestly. Yes. Yes, they are. Especially after Nick Chubb went down, Jerome Ford really did pick up that slack and has mm-hmm. been able to establish that good running game. You know, he Jerome Ford is the type of guy where, like, you can still get him cheap in fantasy leagues. You know, he hasn't had that explosive game yet, but if you watch him, he's on the verge of having that type of game mm-hmm. every week. It's just, like, consistent, just running it down your throat type. You know, it's very reminiscent to me of, you know, Derrick Henry's second season. Um, and that's very high yeah. praise, but that's how it came in was like you, you start watching Derrick Henry and you're like, Ooh, he's really starting to kind of get like five yards per carry type of situations going on. Like a lot, like, yeah, he's getting tackled behind the line, but you know, and I think Jerome Ford's, I think the secret is confidence. I think Jerome Ford is feeling that he's the heartbeat for Cleveland mm-hmm. and if he is, you know, who's going to stop these Browns, really? They're a tough team. I, yes. The Steelers, the Steelers beat the Browns by, you know, dismantling Deshaun Watson. They didn't, mm-hmm. have, like, Jerome Ford didn't have that confidence yet. So, you know, like, do I think the Steelers could beat the Browns right now? No. So, like, I want to bring up that specific game because it's like that, that was the game where, like, this started. You know, like Jerome Ford has grown so much as a player in these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. You see it on the tape. You see him running more confidently. You see him running downhill faster. It's almost like he has an extra step behind. And because of that, like, I would trade even a second round pick to go get Jerome Ford. I think he's going to have that type of upside, especially with Nick Chubb being out for the season. I have, as soon as they traded homeboy to, to the Vikings, I have almost no confidence in the Cardinals. To win this game, yeah. Without Dobbs, Joshua I Dobbs. think. I, yeah, I think without him, their chances of win this game go down significantly. Yeah, like I, I would have said they had like a thirty-five percent chance to win the game with Dobbs, and now I feel like it's more like fifteen percent. Yeah, I think I think at most they're going to score seventeen points. I think that's being very courteous. Same. So, like for me, I got the final score being like thirty-one seventeen. Type of thing. Uh, for the Browns, you're really only starting Ford and Cooper, in my opinion. Maybe PJ Walker if you're desperate. Mm. What do birds lay? Uh, eggs. eggs. <laughs> 24 zip, Cleveland Browns. Oh, spicy. Spicy. Okay. okay. Who, who from the Cardinals would you start, though, Shane? No one. Dude, this is. <laughs> Okay, so like, I might, this is to, what I, was talking- I might have to agree with. I might have to agree with you on that one. Like, here's the thing: like, the Browns, 
they're not that like fundamentally sound defense like the Ravens are, but they'll break you. Mm-hmm. They will fucking break you. And if you let Miles Garrett get out of control, mother of God almighty, may you bless your soul. Because like <laughs> you're done. Like you're toast. It's like it's like when Miles Garrett gets like a sack or two, it's like his axe factor actually turns on IRL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then he goes and gets two more sacks, three tackles for a loss. You're like, Jesus Christ, someone call, someone call the National Guard. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, and I think that's what's going to happen. Is, you know, the Browns are just going to take control of this game. I think Jerome Ford is going to be the primary start, the highest scorer out of this game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only person you start from the Cardinals is Trey McBride. And that's a, if you need a tight end. Not even, I, mean, I, bro. I, I, I would. I, I could see that. I could see where you're coming from, but like, I wouldn't go for it. Like, he, that's probably a waiver acquisition. And like, you know, like, I'd rather have my roster spot go to like, you know, someone like Raheed Shahid, you know, or like Sky Moore or Bryce or, you know, like a lot mm-hmm. of players that are available on waiver wires, I'd rather have over him. I wouldn't even waste that's the fair. roster spot on him. I don't think he's scored well, more than eight points. He's well, been play, he's he's played really well the last three weeks, actually. Yeah, but who is his quarterback? Dobbs, yeah. All right, since we're talking about the goat of goats and where we're picking Jordan Love against <laughs> Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Even though Matthew Stafford might not be playing. Yeah. Jordan Love is the best quarterback. Am I right, guys? Um, maybe in some alternate reality, but not this one. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to say, Austin. Yeah, it's not looking like they get three straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know, to be fair, this it's is his first early. season starting. Yeah, it's still early. But you know, not a not maybe, a great first season though. But you know, maybe but, maybe they just can't him, pick it though. Maybe maybe hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe they just have him throw the season so then uh. They get him on a cheap, like, five-year deal. <laughs> and they kind of like, get a new rookie deal. Mm, maybe. That's a strong maybe, but, though. Yeah, you know, like, maybe they're doing that with Kenny Pickett. Just they're in it for the long haul. They're burning up his actual rookie contract first. Mm. Yeah. That's smart. See, then hey, Canada, I'm seeing. I, Matt hey. Canada, big brain. Big hey. brain, Matt Canada. <laughs> It's all making sense now. Okay, I see. What oh, you're okay. So you can stop being angry then. Yeah. Now, now I love the Steelers. <laughs> I love them. I love them again. Yeah, I'm here. Let's just burn <laughs> through our rookie quarterbacks deal. All right. Hey, so on the Packers side, I'm. I'm gonna start in two QB leagues. I'm gonna start Jordan Love this week. Actually, hell no. And I like Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs as flex options. And then keep an eye on Aaron Jones, whether or not he's going to play this week. <laughs> Block but, if he is. And on the Rams side of the ball, Cup and Puka are the only ones that I'm trusting this week without Stafford there, if he's not playing. No, yeah, he's, still que- he's still questionable. Not at well. But also... I think this game's going to be ugly, but I also feel like as much as I hate, like if Stafford was 100% playing, I'd I'd probably say the Rams win, but I'm actually going to say 
Packers win 24 to 14 without Stafford there. Mm. I think I think we're going to 24 24-14. 24-14. I I'm thinking Stenson Bennett leads the way. I I could see it. If if, if the th- pack if, what are you gonna say, Shane? I'm sorry. You go first. We started talking at the same time, then we started stopping. For <laughs> I know it was really awkward. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go. I I believe in Stetson Bennett. I believe in his talent. I I believe in him as a quarterback. I think he can lead the Rams to an easy win over the Packers. I think they score at least thirty points. I think the Packers don't score very much because I I like the Rams defense. They're not good, but not that great. They're kind of like mediocre. They're ranked twentieth right now, um, but that that Packers offense is ranked bottom four in the league. Yeah, so I think that's going to really hurt them. I think Jordan Love is going to be be the reason they lose. I think he throws a couple interceptions. Therefore, I think the Rams win like thirty-one to ten. I was going to say thirty-one sixteen. I I'm, I could see that mm. getting an extra couple of field goals, uh, but I think it's going to be an easy win for the Rams, no matter what yeah. quarterback starts. Rams defense is low key good. Yeah, they're on the rated. You know, like and then they're going against a, a weak better. offense, and they're going you against know, a weak offense too. So it's like it doesn't help, you know. Like the Rams got cooked the first few weeks, but like these last couple of weeks, they've been coming on pretty strong. And Stetson Bennett is better than people want to make him out to be. Just kind of like with Will Levis, right? People dogged on him, and he throws four touchdowns. Like, I would not be surprised if I don't think Stetson's going to do that well if he starts this week, right? But I think the Rams get an easy win. And I think Jordan Love is going to continue to kind of crumble, if you will. Yeah. Personally. you know, they, the Rams just got cooked by the Cowboys, and it just seems routine for them. Like, they, it seems like that's an outlier of a game. It, like, it seems like consistently they're allowing 23 points or less. Um, the only teams that exceeded that were the Steelers at 24 points. We could just say 24 points or less. Mm-hmm. Um, don't need to include that um, as an outlier. But San Francisco 49ers at 30 points, and Dallas Cowboys at 43 points. So, like, you know, that defense is holding teams to 24 points or less. I think, and some of those teams are the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Colts, the Eagles, mm-hmm. the Steelers, because we're saying 24 points or less now. The Cardinals that just randomly started cooking, you know. So, like, we're talking about, like, some actual, like, good offensive units. And then, like, we're talking about, like, up couple mediocre units so it seems like pretty mm-hmm. consistently we can count on the rams defense to hold teams to around 24 points or less um i don't think the packers are going to uh have that luxury of being able to reach that goal um just i don't think they have the potential um so that's where i'm sitting with them being at 16 points yeah i don't think they got them really the talent honestly yeah exactly like who you pass the ball to anyways travis who do, what do you think for green bay and the rams I think Green Bay is actually going to... I already said 24-14. to Oh, I do have that. I'm fucking yeah. dumb. Yeah, man. Pestilence of ignorance. Just like your pestilence I wanted, of ignorance I wanted, for DJ Stroud. I wanted to give you a chance to correct yourself, but you, nope. know, you kind of failed. Nope. It's the goat of goats. 
the second goat of goats, CJ Stroud. Oh my god. It feels good to be he's, right. I was so, so right good. about that too. Mm, so good. Debatable. I was right about Stroud. Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> Multiple times on record, me saying he definitely should have been first overall pick. Find it. Yeah. Where's the VOD? Where's I, remember somewhere. You, I remember you saying he shouldn't have been drafted in the first round. Not at all. That's not at all <laughs> no, what I, I said. I, I, Travis, you're telling me, tell me right now that you never said CJ Stroud should have been drafted in the first round. Say that to me right now. I never said that CJ Stroud shouldn't have been drafted in the first round. I said that he <laughs> should have been first overall Thank over you Bryce Young's. Thank you. Now I got the vod of that, you idiot. <laughs> you see that? You see you see my slick little movements there? I changed should to shouldn't on purpose. You see my slick movement. No, I could just <laughs> I could just edit it now, you dumb cuck. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> Shane, Texans. Who are you sorry? Who are you picking? CJ Stroud all going? day, every day. Damian yeah. Pierce, I feel like, might have a field day against this Buccaneers defense. Mm. Uh, you know, they got a good front awesome. seven, but, but um, you know, like, I think that they're not going to be able to be playing as down front as they want to be. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to sit in their 4-3 base set all, all game. They're just not going to. You know, you're going to have to run quite a bit nickel and dime against this Texans offense. And that's the first time you're able to say that in a while. But C.J. Stroud is that type of threat. You're going to want to keep mm-hmm. keep nickel sets out at least on probably 60-plus percent of plays. So, you know, honestly, like, that that's where Pierce can go ahead and start eating, you know. You, yeah. you match him up against a, against a Mike that's a cornerback, actually, and now, now, you're, now you're looking pretty good. Um, Pierce, Pierce has enough power where I think he can go ahead and do that. Um, I wouldn't be super, surprised to go see Pierce uh, get a touchdown and about 100 yards on the ground. So, you okay. know. I could see 16 to 20 points out of Pierce this week. Um, CJ Stroud, I feel like, is a lock. And personally, like, Nico Collins, I I feel like is a lock start at this point, at least at flex. And Tank Dell, I wouldn't be surprised to see have a good game as well. I was going to say, Tank Dell's my guy this week. What about you, Travis? Go through your rundown. Oh, yeah, I was I definitely CJ Stroud for sure. He's a lock and honestly won QB leagues moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Tank. He hit on the head. Tank Dell was was my guy this week. Uh, Bunting's probably going to be chasing around Nico Collins. Dean's going to probably be on Tank Dell, but mm-hmm. I think Dell they're going to have a good game. I don't know about Damian Pierce. I don't. I don't agree with the Damian Pierce statement. I don't. I think they're going to shut him down. They're going to pass a lot, but I think they're going to shred him through the air. And because CJ's a great passer, and so let me ask you this. Do you think this? So you think this is going to be a close affair? Yes, very close. Okay, low scoring. Okay, though. that's where we're different. Okay, I go low scoring, close affair. I think it's going to be the Texans blow out the box. I think the Texans win. Yeah, I agree with you there. So I'm thinking like twenty-seven four Texans. Mm. See, I think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be more like a 20 to 17, 20 to 14 type of game. Now, you know, I think Baker Mayfield and White, Trash. And Mike Trash. Evans, and Godwin, you know, like 
I think I think they're just like kind of at their standard positions where you normally start and sit them at this week. You know, like Baker Mayfield, if he's your quarterback that like you're relying on, or you're able to get him because of Kirk Cousins injury or something. You know, like yeah, he's he's that type of role player. You know, Rasheed White. You know, like he's that type of flex running back two type role mm-hmm. player. Mike Evans, he's your wide receiver one lot. You know, Godwin, you know, is your flex guy. You know, like I feel like the Bucks every week we just it's ad nauseum at this point. We know their production <laughs> stats before we even get to the game. It seems like, and it doesn't matter yep. what the final score is. <laughs> I I think uh, low scoring, seventeen fourteen Houston. Mm. Just because Bucks defense does have what it takes to slow the pace of the game down. I think, I think they, they could. could. I just don't think they will. Yeah, exactly. Personally, yeah. I, I think that Texans' offense is going to hit him right in the mouth, and is going to test them early and often. Me too. And then I don't. I don't think Damon Pierce is going to quite get a hundred yards, but I think he's going to get a touchdown because they're going to be on down within like the ten, you know, ten or so, and he's going to get a touchdown there. I think he's probably going to have about sixty, seventy yards on the ground. So I would still start him in that circumstance. I just don't think he's going to quite get 100 yards. Yeah. And then between Nico Collins and Tank Dell, I think he's got to, kind of got to pick and choose because it seems to have – seems to they don't both seem to have good weeks. Yeah. Right? It seems to be one or the other. Yeah. So you kind of just got to choose who you think. Pick your poison at that point, essentially. That's how I'm rocking it. 100%. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Oh, the next game. Right. Oh, so my, so sad, my, my so sad Patriots. I think your Patriots get fucked up this week. I ain't going to lie. Against the so sad Commanders. <laughs> Shane, I swear to God, if you do what I think you're about to do, you are doing You, you are doing no, it. I'm, uh, no, I'm not. I'm just going you're, to you're, you're doing it. Uh, I think the Patriots win, frankly. Uh, I think the, the Commanders just lost two huge pieces on their defensive line. Yeah, um, I did. But the Patriots also lost one of their key receivers in Kendrick Bourne for the year. So, I don't know. I, I frankly don't know how this is going to go. I think the Patriots can pull it out because we've seen them play close games and we've seen them do it well. Their defense is good enough <laughs> to hold the commanders. See, I think Sam Howell's about to have a field day. He already did. He did against the against the Philly. So I mean, I think he's gonna again. I think to the tune of Washington winning thirty to sixteen. And mm. I do like. Don't be wrong. Sweat and Chase Young's departures are going to be felt for sure. But I still think they have enough depth everywhere else. I mean, Allen is still there on the defensive line. Yeah. They they still have thirty to sixteen. Yep, they still thirty sixteen. They still have a good defense, and losing Bourne on an offense that's already doesn't have a full identity Massive. is huge. Massive. And Howell's having a good day. Johan Dotson came alive last week, finally all season, mm-hmm. and I I just I just think they're about it's just gonna get ugly. No, it, I don't like could, it for the Patriots. It could very quickly, uh, but I think they're kind of. Evenly matched because the commanders have the better offense. Patriots have the better defense. 
it's kind of hard. I could see it being very close to the end. We've seen both teams play good teams to the end. Being both actually the, the Eagles. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> I was say, yeah, twenty third rank offense for the Patriots, fifteenth for Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots have a seventeenth rank defense. Washington, the thirty first. Right. I don't know if I and, think this might be about yards. Shane's doing it again. Like, but anyways. Getting rid of Shane's weird ass. Why you get so tilted? <laughs> I I just want to know. I, I I could see this being like a a field goal type affair. Whoever has the possession in the last like two minutes or so wins the game. Quit lying to yourself. You already know the final score. It's going to be thirty seventeen. Commanders take care of business. Thirty to seventeen. Yeah, the Patriots God, ain't damn. shit. I'm sorry. Well, bro. Steelers ain't shit. Yeah, well, Ooh, look at our mind compared to yours. So, hey, simple, bro. Simple yeah, I will. Bro. I just, I do think. Yeah, I, we have the same amount, bro. Nice try, jackass. Wrong team okay. to fuck on. Yeah, wrong team to fuck on. Twenty-five years ago. Twenty-five years ago. Congrats, you child. Bro, we. They've bro, won two we this six... century. Yeah, what the fuck you on about, bro? 25 years ago, bro. Shut up. What the fuck you on about? Anyways, anyways, Travis, who from the Commanders are you starting? From the Commanders? Howell for sure. Terry mm-hmm. for sure. I think Brian Robinson's a solid flex play this week. And then I think Jahan Dotson, not so, I don't think he keeps blowing up, but I think he's relevant again to the tune of about five receptions, 65 okay. yards in a tutty. I think Jahan Dotson has a good mm-hmm. day. Plug him in. Shane. Man, you know, I'm just going to say this right now. Oh, my Robinson, God. What bullshit. What bullshit is he about to say? Robinson is a fucking stud. He's going to be balling out. Sam Howell? Personally, I'd go. Is there any objection? No. No, I love Sam Howell. Scary Listen. Terry? I'm feeling good about. I don't think that they're going to be able to cover him down. Curtis mm. Samuel, I think, is a flex start. Um, Mac Jones, I personally wouldn't start this week unless you're in a tough spot in Superflex. Desperate. Yeah. yeah. Um, Elliot, I would start over Stevenson, personally. Um, I, I just think the touchdown potential is there, and I think that they're going to start utilizing him more. We've been seeing his attempts and touches per game go up and up and up. So... Elliot's going to start getting more touches, and I'm excited to see it. Um, Bourne, I'm hesitant to start. I want to, but like, yeah, he's out for the season now. Or yeah, yeah fuck, you're right. Idiot. I forgot. Idiot. I forgot. I forgot he got injured this week. You're right. He's like, I'm out for the season. Shane from the sporting lounge is like, no, you're actually suiting up this week. No, yeah, <laughs> dude. I, I don't know what to tell I'm you. Get so... the fuck back out there. There's a big week in sports, bro. <laughs> we were at the trade deadline. We're at the fucking. Can we pause talking about football real quick? Yeah, we I was gonna say have, breaking we news. We have a sports eclipse. We have a breaking news. Actually, the Texas Rangers just won their first World Series championship. Oh, it's final at five zero in Damn. game four and game uh, five. <laughs> wow. This was only the 30th sports eclipse of all time. Yeah, baseball, hockey, football, and on Monday night, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, on the same night, yep. So Big four. It's the best time of the year. There's like a three-week stretch where all four sports are being played, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Texas. 
Congrats, yes. you finally won something. You did, yep. you did it. Yay. 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 That's how my Yay. Lions are gonna feel. That's how I'm gonna feel about my Lions when we win our first Super Bowl. Yay. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. You think that ten years. Be? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's sooner than ten, but it's not this year. No, not not even close. So I mean I think but, it's close, but not possible. I do feel like Hunter Henry might have the potential to go ahead and have a top ten tight end. Yeah. They're gonna need to pass them when Mac Jones loves them, so Yeah, you know, like twenty three receptions, you know it you know, like some I think that they're gonna score a couple touchdowns. You know, the defense is good enough to keep them alive in the game for a bit. So they're gonna be playing competitive ball for the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. I just think it's gonna get out of control at the end. I just think it comes down to the kind of cliche to say, but the final two minutes. Mm. I could see that, but I just don't feel my vibe isn't that this week with the commanders. Yeah. So you already know what I said. <laughs> I just don't think the commanders' defense is is good enough, frankly. But the Patriots' offense also isn't good enough, right? So it's it's weird. It's going to be a weird game. Yeah. And it could very possibly be a very low scoring game. I agree. I could see it being like, low scoring. Like 14 to 10 type low scoring game, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, literally, like a 17 10 finish, I could see. Yeah. Just my vibe this week with the Commanders is telling me otherwise. You know, the Commanders just played the fucking Eagles really tight. Yeah. And I, yeah. You know, like, the thing is, the Commanders are really good. They just are kind of on the sad side of these close game affairs. You know, mm-hmm. so like I think when the commanders are playing a team that, you know, no offense, but the Patriots are kind of chumpy this season. Like, uh, <laughs> no, uh, very accurate and no offense taken. You dumb yeah, bitch. Like, it happens, you know, when they're playing against a chumpy team, I think it's just taking care of business. And that's what it should be. You know, yeah. the commanders should move to an easy four and five and keep their playoff hopes alive for a moment. I just. I just don't think their defense is good enough to keep them. Yeah, especially with Chase Young like, and Montez Sweat being gone now too. I, I just, I just don't yeah, think their defense is good enough to keep them keep the game alive late. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So I no, think if the I Patriots, think you're right. I, I, just, I, I wasn't even thinking of Montez Sweat and Chase Young being gone. I just truly think too that the game comes down to whoever has the ball in the last two minutes. No, I, I think, think it's right. going to be a close, low-scoring affair, and whoever has it last in the two minutes in the two-minute drill comes away with it. But I think for the Patriots side of the ball, Kendrick Bourne being gone is going to have a massive impact on that offense. I think I, I'll change my score to seventeen ten because I do I do think like Montez Sweat mm-hmm. and Chase Young being gone like that changes the dynamic of this game completely. Mm-hmm. You know, so like my opinion kind of shifted once I remembered that. You know, like we were talking about it earlier, but it like it didn't click into my like head that it was like this game right. that they're not there. You know, I I still think they got enough to smack the shit out of the Patriots. Yeah, no, you do. <laughs> I disagree, but that's fine. They're so, bad. Talking yeah, about I, bad I don't teams. I don't disagree, but I just think it's two bad teams playing against each other. Two and honestly. six Bears, just like the two and six Patriots, go ahead and visit the Big Easy. <sighs> At least we got a better quarterback. Do <laughs> you think he's better? Yep. Oof. Anyways. Who dare? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> no, Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett. Anyways, uh, I think the Saints take this one easy. Yeah, it should, it should be 
I think it's it going to be, be pretty, pretty lopsided. Do you start DJ Moore this week? Yes. I think he's kind of like an every week start. Yeah. He's like because their whole he, offense, essentially. Yeah, he's their, he's the favorite target. He's the one that gets them, you know, the, those yards, those points. Yeah. So I think Fields almost has to throw to him because they have no one else. So I think you start him easy. You can start Cole Komet. I'm okay with that. If you need someone at tight end, you can start him. He's going to get you, I think, this game, probably 12 to 15 points a game or points this game. So I'm cool with it. So I actually kind of agree. And then Justin there, Fields, I think you start. Has Fields, you know, has Fields even play it? I, I believe so. I'm double-checking uh, right now, but there's reports coming out saying that Bears using backstabbing whisper campaign on Fields. Mm. Interesting. Something isn't adding up with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Do you guys think that they were trying to trade him? Probably. Interesting. Yeah, he was a non-participant, so he's questionable. Yeah. But if he starts, I think you start him. So Just because of that rushing upside alone. That brings up the next question. Yes, man. Do you start Tyson? Not against this defense with not enough weapons. I think DJ Moore is flexible this week, and then so is Cole. And then you can play Cole Komet. He's been a top five fantasy tight end all season. And other than that, that's it from the Bears. Saints, yep. two QB league. I think this is a week where you, you can start Carr, but the Bears defense on paper is good. They just got better with Sweat. They haven't played up to the potential of their namesake mm-hmm. yet, but they've been playing better on defense the last couple of weeks. I still think the Saints win handily, but I don't think it, there's going to be any like monstrous games going on from Carr or anyone on the Saints <laughs> offense. Yeah. How uh, much? How much would you be willing to pay for AK forty one? For Kamara right now, a decent amount. <clears throat> what would he's it been be? RB, he, he's been, I would send, just for my team, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and maybe Christian Kirk for Kamara and a second-round pick in a couple years out. I'd probably trade all three of them for that. He did so have him on your team not too long ago. He's been RB1 in fantasy since he's came back over mm-hmm. the last, what, four or five weeks? RB1 it's almost like he's unstoppable. And, you know, I Alvin Kamara opens up a topic that I really want to get into, which that's, you know, Alvin Kamara is 28 years old, and mm-hmm. he's dealt with a lot of injuries at this point of his career. And, you know, usually this is when we see running backs regressing, not progressing and putting up career stats. What are we thinking about this? Especially with the topic of the running back market being so hot. You know, it makes me glad to have Christian McCaffrey, the RB1. That's all I got to say. But I think he's lost a step almost, but I think he's fantasy relevant because of his wide receiver usage. His usage in the passing game. Yeah, I think they can't can't pass downfield at all, so Carr's just checking it down to him. So I think it's, I think if they didn't have that. The checkdowns, then Kamara wouldn't be very relevant fantasy wise. Uh, Did you know? Have you seen Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara's stats compared? 
Yeah. And from their start of their careers, mm-hmm. the, they're pretty. It's damn near identical. But the the part it doesn't mention is that McCaffrey's missed twenty two games in his career. Kamara's missed twelve. Ten full games mm-hmm. more for Kamara to have played. No, but, it, does, it does mention that just Kamara has was drafted a year later. No, they're both drafted in the same class, twenty seventeen. Were they? Yep. Okay, let's. It's the most loaded running back class probably Mm -hmm. in NFL history. It was ridiculous because that was because it it had Eckler. It had that's the class that had CMC, uh, Kamara. It also had Chubb in there. I'm pretty sure. Jesus, Um, it was a ridiculously loaded running back draft. Mm -hmm. So Kamara does have ten more games. You're right, but interesting. So then, so Kamara, who else on the Saints are you starting then? Besides Kamara. Are you starting Kamara? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, he's locked and uh, loaded okay. for the rest of the season. Just want so, to confirm. Kamara, for reference on the stat line, Kamara has a little bit less than 100 yards more than Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey has 0.1 more yard per average. Kamara has four more touchdowns. So we're talking about 10 more starts, four more rushing touchdowns. McCaffrey has five more receptions. For about like sixty more receiving yards, they both have identical receiving yards per reception. McCaffrey has twenty six receiving touchdowns, uh, and then we're just getting into punt return, all those stats. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like they're very comparable players. Which one would you rather have on your dynasty roster? Mm. Well, since I got CMC, I got to I got to stick well, with him. CMC's younger and on a better team, so CMC. I, I got to stick with CMC. He's on my team, so I personally take Kamara. All right, you don't. The only yeah, th- here's the only reason, because you know the Saints are going to win games, and they're going to win games by using Kamara. Mm-hmm. And the Saints have done something very good with Kamara's career. You know, I don't think he's lost a step. You know, when you're watching him on film, you know he's still quick. He's very agile. And, you know, like, he's got power still. He's everything you want in a running back. He's able to catch out of the backfield. And that the Saints have done a really good job on making sure that his career has good longevity. You know, like, they're not overusing him too much, but they're getting him a lot of touches, but a lot of mm-hmm. safe touches where he's not necessarily doing suicide passes over the middle. You know, we're talking about a lot of swing outs and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, and a lot of, like, sweeping runs so he gets to run out of bounds and save his legs, you know? Like... The Saints have done a really good job of utilizing that. So I think Alvin Kamara might end up playing for another couple of years. And I think he might end up being a higher production running back by the end of his career. I disagree. And that's okay. I think you're wrong. I understand. Well, you know what? I still love you anyways. What do you think <laughs> hey, his score is going to be? Just saying, I'm just saying Christian McCaffrey was scoring more points when he was on the Panthers. Still RB1, so you know. Hey, you know, you're right. Uh, I'm taking, <laughs> think this I'm be, taking Saints. I'm thinking Saints 24 17. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than mm. we think it's going to be. Travis? I, that's almost almost what I had. I Saints 27. Okay, so we all have so, Saints winning. Yeah. I think Bears could be. Yeah, I Bears. think it's going to be an easy game for, this, for the Saints. So, Speaking of the Panthers, Colts <laughs> visit Carolina. Mm, I think it's going to be Colts if you win. Does Bryce Young lead the Panthers to a win? No. Is it possible? No. I no. agree. 
I think no. we'll take care of business. I think it's going to be no. like 27-14. That's fair. So I start Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, JT is obviously a lot. Zach Moss, if you have a weird spot in flex, he's still getting touches. So like, Still getting enough. Yeah, you know, like he's a flex starter. I think at this point, you know, um, he really did prove his worth when JT was out and he's carved himself a role in that mm-hmm. offense. And that's that's what you like to see out of these type of players, you know? Um, they really got a sh- they get a chance, you know? Um, what about between Pittman and Downs? I was about to say, you know, honestly, Pittman is my lock this week. Downs is a flex start still. I think I think the Colts can really take care of business here. Okay, if you had to pick between one of them, who are you picking? Pittman? 100%. Pittman. Okay. Yeah. I think Pittman's going to be a five additional points no matter what. Yeah, I feel that. Whether it ends up being 8 to 13 or ends up being 15 to 20. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. Chaps, you kind of the same way? Yeah, I I like Pittman. I, I have Pittman in our league and I'm starting him this week. He's in my mm-hmm. starting lineup right now. And. I think Colts win handily, thirty-one seventeen. This game, um, they they should definitely win. I won't. I won't say they let me down last week. More or less, they got screwed. But I'm starting Gardner Minshew this week in two QB leagues. Actually, I will start Gardner yeah. as well. And I like. I kind of like him in two QB leagues for the rest of the season. To be honest. And then Jonathan Taylor is starting to come on pretty pretty well. Um, I think we're getting to the point where you can, like, Michael Pittman's a wide receiver, too, for the rest of the season. Yep. Uh, and then da- and, uh, Downs is someone you can probably flex for the rest of the season. He's pretty much became what we all thought and hoped Alec Pierce was going to become last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you're not wrong though. <laughs> That's the funny thing is, we all love we love them. I think they're gonna have the ball a lot, so I th- I think there's gonna be enough touches to go around where Zach Moss is still gonna be flexible too. I think you can start you can play a lot of people from the Colts this week, and then on the Panthers side of the ball, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. and des- if desperate, Bryce Young in two QB leagues only. It's a if desperate. And super flex exclusive. Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Ex- so okay, so not Hubbard or Sanders then. Sanders has been too inconsistent and it's been too much of a I feel like Hubbard's split backfield, but I was gonna say point. but I I was I personally think that Hubbard's the better running back at this point and should, so, should so be started more. So then are you willing to admit you're wrong about Sanders at yep. this point? Yes I was. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to check. He got paid. He don't care. <laughs> <laughs> talk I mean, about, wrong. <laughs> want to talk about getting paid? Did you know yes. that the Raiders are currently paying eighty million dollars between two head coaches that do not coach their team anymore? Yeah, Gruden and McDaniel. Yeah, I saw the. I didn't realize it was that much, but I knew they were still paying. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, you know what's wild though. I don't remember the head coach's name. They didn't have a coach's name before Josh McDaniels got hired, but all the players loved him and wanted him to be the head coach, but still went with McDaniels. Yeah. So I wonder if it's going to be like the similar similar thing this year, where like apparently a lot of the players love the interim head coach this year, the linebacking coach. 
Yeah. So I wonder if they're still going to move away and go with something different. You know, like, I'm cu- I'm it'd curious be crazy if, you know, like, the Raiders end up turning this season around and start, like, pushing for a wild card spot. Like, what do you do then? You know, like. How do you argue? Yeah, it's like, how do you not hire him full time as yeah. a coach? Especially if you win. You don't have to even win all the games, you know, the rest of the games. Just, like, four of them. Over 500. Yeah. It's possible the Raiders go over 500. And push for a wild card. surprised because this and week like, they're playing the Giants, and that's when you your know, head so. coach starts when your team's already three and five. That means that you're saying, okay, you're going to get three losses for the rest of the season. If they the pull Raiders, that off, do you pull the plug? Well, I think the Raiders are currently in phase one, the back end of phase one, approaching phase two of a long period of what the Lions are just now starting to dig themselves out of. Yeah, and because. And they that's because Kyle. Mark Davis's decision making is about on par with his fucking haircut. And <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good haircut. <laughs> I, I think like this haircut a lot. And then, and then with the Raiders though, you got Aiden O'Connell starting, which I'm excited to watch. I do like him. I love his ability. I I, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I'm Mark Davis uh, now, but I'm still not starting him <laughs> personally this week. This is for all. I'd easily start games. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Maybe mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers too, if I need an extra spot filled on my on my lineup. I do like Jacoby Myers. He's been he's been steady this season. Honestly, he's been more consistent the last four weeks than Devontae Adams has. And it's crazy what's possible with a good quarterback. It is. <laughs> it's Fucking Mac Jones. <laughs> wow, this is cr- this is crazy. You want to hear a fun stat? This game. <laughs> The Raiders have the 24th ranked offense and the 24th ranked defense. The Giants Ooh. have the 25th ranked offense and the 25th ranked defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie, boys. It's yeah. a tie. Is it, uh... <laughs> Shane looks excited. This is his tie of the week. Giants 21, Raiders 17, just because Danny Dimes is supposed to be back. And I don't. I hate Danny Dimes, so I don't think he's going to. Oh, no. I feel like 21 17, Travis. Yep. Yeah, I just think Danny Dimes plays slightly better when Saquon's behind him, and this will be like the first time he's had a semi-healthy Saquon this season behind him. Yeah, the, Ra- I think, the Raiders are a bad team too. So I think the I, only one you start is Barkley and Darren think, Waller if he plays. I don't think Waller's think, gonna play. I've heard he's gonna miss weeks. I think Jacobs is gonna get hot this week. I think you I know could, it seems I like every see year it. around week six, seven, eight, maybe nine, he starts getting really hot, and then he kind of rides that all the way throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting to be time for Josh Jacobs to start cooking. You know, when we're talking historically, mm-hmm. historically, so, yeah, he he gets hot when their car gets bad. <laughs> <laughs> historically, and I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has been pretty ass. You know, and your boy's starting this week. How do you feel about that? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Tell me about it. I think what you excited play, about? I would say I think if he plays well, he's Jimmy G's the backup. Oh, you think so? Do you guys think? Do you think he actually has a chance to take over the job? If he gets Devontae Adams involved and makes Devontae happy, and they come and they win this game, yeah. If they win, yeah, I think his chances skyrocket. Especially if they're getting their star wide receiver involved, which Jimmy G has not been the last few weeks. Like he's making yeah. the locker room happy in the same time. So like. 
And wow. Jimmy G seems like one of those quarterbacks that like a lot of players don't really resonate with him very much. You know, so like having a guy that might be a good presence in the locker room that like is real clutch like that. That, that makes all the difference. It does. It um, makes especially all the for a team that's on the outside looking in. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and say Raiders go ahead and take care of business 24-17. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I might go. I'm torn. I kind of want to go Raiders, but I also kind of want to go Giants winning this game. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be also a boring game, just like the Patriots game. Yeah, I think they're going to be just not exciting games. So I, I could, I could see either team winning. That's the hard part. Is there's no clear cut. I think, but I'm going to go with my boy, Aiden O'Connell. Mm. Raider Nation, baby, let's fucking yes, go. Sir. Twenty. To 17. It's going to carry. Do you start uh-huh. Aiden this week in fantasy? Fuck no. No. <laughs> Easy no. Easy if you're in no. a situation where you have to, you might as well just have logged out of that app for that league for the season. What What <laughs> if um, What if he just has like a nuts bananas week? Then he's the starter. <laughs> but, but funny enough, I am starting him in week 10 currently because uh, my boy, Desmond Ritter, <laughs> guy just got benched, so... Taylor Heineke. I like Heineke. He adds flair to that offense that Ritter doesn't have. Yeah, well, he wasn't good enough to keep his job, so Heineke, that is. It's the same with Ritter now. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, so, this one's my favorite matchup, and this is the one where I'm going to hate to say it. I mean, we got the team with the best record in the NFL, the Eagles. They went and get Kevin Beard, which I think is huge because it shorted up mm-hmm. their weakness, in my opinion, from this season, this season from last. And they play the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys smacked them once last week, last season, but that was when Hurts didn't play. When the game that they Hurts did play, they won, uh, Eagles won a close game. But I think you start all the big names on both sides of the ball. You, I think yep. I think you're going to start Dak in two QB leagues and one QB leagues. Probably not. I still I'm still torn on him, especially against good defenses. But CD's a lock. Tony Pollard's a lock. Um, I think you can put, you can flex Brandon Cooks this week. He kind of had a little revival last week. Mm-hmm. Eagles, obviously. AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. You're gonna flex. I think he gets involved this week. I think you're gonna see some dividends. Finally, it's been a while. It um, has. Makes me so cry. I think this this divisional game because this one actually means more than the one last week against Washington. They're gonna need everyone involved. Then Devontae Smith's gonna get involved. What uh, about DeAndre Swift? He's yeah. You can start him still. He's he's been he's, he's calmed been down since his three explosive weeks, but he's still been very startable mm-hmm. since then, regardless. Um, that being said, D- D- Dallas Goddard as well. You're going to start Dallas Goddard. Locked. He's been playing really well the last few weeks. That being said, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm going to root for it just because it helps my Detroit Lions. I think Dallas actually shocked, takes care of business 28-24. Dallas, okay. That's my upset of the week. So, yeah, I, don't know. I, mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially the way the season's been going out. Like, there's Lions beat the Chiefs, Arizona beat Dallas. I'm thinking Cowboys know. 31, 
21. So the Eagles have been... They're Not because the Eagles aren't good enough, but like it's just kind of like... They're going to get losses throughout the season. I don't think that they're going to be a team that can just be a one-loss team. So like when you're looking at... like It's just going to happen at some point. So I think the Eagles are a really good team, and I can see them winning. It's just... They're going to get a loss somewhere. Why not be in the divisional matchup against a really good Cowboys team that's vying for this top spot in the division? The, if the Cowboys wanted more, I think they have the talent to take it. Yeah. I just do. That's the situation. You know, they have more talent than the Eagles. And that's, it's just not refined like it is on the Eagles. But when the Cowboys want to win, they win games. They just, they just whooped on a team last week, doing 42 points. Yeah. One one thing I did want to ask about this game, has AJ Brown made that jump to a top three receiver in the league? Yes. A hundred and ten percent. I I think it's hard to argue against that. Yeah, he's le- two weeks ago Tyreek Hill had almost three hundred yard lead on him and right now it's like sixty. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's already almost had a thousand yards too. He's over nine hundred. Puka's in third, he's got like hundred and sixty yards. What was I saying just a few weeks ago, man? I was like AJ <laughs> Brown. If you can get your hands on him. I think Eagles win, though, uh, 31 to 20. I, I still wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win. I wouldn't be. I, I, I think it's going to be 31 20. I think, I think it's going to be a double digit win, regardless. Yeah, I think either way it's going to uh, be. Cool I, I don't think it's going to be one of those games that we think is, is going to be close or anything like that or go to overtime or anything like that. Uh, but I, I think Eagles will win. Control, and that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. Like I said, I think the first half is going to be really key. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Eagles are going to control the first half and be up the first half, and it's just going to be the Cowboys trying to figure something out for the second half against that Dallas defense. Yep. I mean, against the, the Eagles defense, personally. 110%. I don't see so it. That, that would knock the Cowboys down to 5-3, and three, and mm-hmm. the Eagles would be in a pretty safe spot in their division. But talk I about think they already are three losses, to be honest. Bills, go ahead and visit the Bengals. Five and three Bills versus four and three Bengals. Joe Burr. Joe Burr. Joe Burr. Joe Burr. Joe Burr. Is it getting a little cold in here? <laughs> what is that? What is that, Shane? <laughs> Joe Burr? <laughs> yep. Joe Burr? <laughs> Joe Burr. Hey, you know, I'm a Steelers fan, but I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's I hard do. not to, honestly. Like, his interviews are great. Yeah. Um, his his you know, presence I, is just awesome. You guys know my opinion on Josh Allen. Like, I I think, like, the Bengals' defense is sneaky good, where, like, mm-hmm. they can go ahead and compete. And I think, like, Josh Allen, when he's playing against a team like the Bengals, he's going to struggle because they're going to force him to shoot. Like, Josh Allen is best when he's not forced to shoot, but he can shoot. You mm-hmm. know, in a game where, and we see it time and time again with the Bengals, you know, like, it seems like they always just like are able to contain Josh Allen. They just seem like they have their have his number. So, mm-hmm. you know, personally, I think Josh Allen falls around QB 15 fantasy this week. Yeah, I mean, like kind of what Shane was saying, like with, with Josh Allen, if you pressure him, he makes mistakes. And that's where you, you knock him off, right? So as long as you can get pressure, especially with the front four, he's toast. Yeah, make him one dimensional. You know, you got you got to stop James Cook, man. Like we're not talking mm-hmm. about an elite running back committee or nothing. Like James Cook is leading the helm. 
like shut him down, make it so Josh Allen is one dimensional, and the Bengals can rush a good front seven. Like they can rush mm-hmm. five and have a good secondary. They have a good enough secondary to hold it down. You know, the mm-hmm. biggest issue is going to be Stefan Diggs, and you know, like Gabe Davis has that good speed, but like he's no joke. Uh, he's no so not someone to take lightly, but you can. I don't think he's going to be really worth starting this this week either. Yeah, I think it's really just Diggs and Allen, personally. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I think I, Allen will still get you twenty points, but I, I think he's also going to have a turnover too. I think Allen is a safe start just because of what he routinely shows. Mm-hmm. But personally, like I wouldn't start him. I don't think he's going to put up his average. I think he's going to be more of like if you have a quarterback that's going to be like a Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow. You know, like, someone that, like, you know, even, man, even maybe even Simon Howell, I'd start over him. Damn. I know that sounds crazy, but I, it just seems like the Bengals have their number, man. Like, I was saying it last week with the Steelers. I was like, don't start anyone against the Jags because mm-hmm. it seems like every time the Jags and the Steelers play, the Jags have their number. It's kind of the same situation yeah. with the Bengals to the Bills. You know, like, they meet in the playoffs. The Bengals take care of business. It seems like every time they meet, they just take care of business. I think last during the playoffs, it was 7-3. to three. Like, they yep. really shut Josh Allen down. I think it's going to be like a 34-27 type game. Bengals won, is what I'm predicting. I, I predict the Bills actually take care of business 35-31. You're I, wrong, but that's fine. I like it. It's going to be thinking, a good game. I'm thinking Bengals. 27, 17. Oh, mm. Spicy. The Bengals always get hot like halfway through the season. 27, 17. Bengals always start getting hot right around this time. I, I think, look with the Bengals side, I think easily start Joe Burrow because he's starting to come into form. He's starting to do better. You start Jamar Chase, and if you really need to, you start Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. because he's getting some some work, especially late in the games, and sometimes early in the games, it's where it carries over, right? The whole- sometimes in the middle of games, sometimes just throughout the whole game. Yeah, but really, <laughs> what I'm really trying to say is like his majority of the work either comes at the beginning or the end of the game. Sure, it seems like. Yeah, you know, so it's like if you want to take a dart throw, and if you need someone to plug in, you could do Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I would not argue. I would probably yeah, do that myself. You know he. He's the type of guy where he can win one-on-one coverages consistently. So, like, you know, right? It's, and- if you're if you're throwing a double team on Jamar Chase every down, when you're going to go in your four-three base set alignment, you know, which the Bills run, uh, you're going to have to deal with Tyler Boyd being one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And you, he's and- he's a good slip zone coverage guy. Yeah, and not and to go with that is like people inherently pay more attention to Jamar Chase and and uh, T Higgins. Right, right, so that's gonna leave. That's gonna leave Tyler Boyd open over the middle, which is where he eats. Yeah, you you, you want to hear something crazy? All twenty eight experts on fantasy pros said Josh Allen over Joe Burrow this week. <laughs> they probably said that against in the in the playoffs. Yeah. To be fair, that is their only career matchup. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow is that playoff game. Yeah. Well, guess what? Wins a win. That's true. So this, is only the, this, this is so. This is technically their first regular season matchup against each other ever. If so. it comes down to a coin toss, the Bills automatically lose. 
because <laughs> uh, in the wise words of, I believe it was Tom Brady said he's afraid of the coin. So that's fair. <laughs> There's that. So that leads us into the final game of the week. Chargers go ahead and visit MetLife. Hmm, I'm torn because Zach Wilson's kind of playing good. He's not. He's not playing like he did the past two years where he's very turnover prone. He's he's a lot more safe with the ball. I feel yeah. like and making better decisions. And uh, I think all that credit is due to Aaron Rodgers. Right. So he still has Aaron Rodgers there. He's Rodgers is still very active and he's still throwing, which is honestly crazy with the Achilles injury. Yeah. Right. A lot of people wrote him off for the whole year, but he's dropping back. That's what doing peyote in the mountains does to your body. Yes, Super sir. heal. <laughs> yes. <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think Zach Wilson's taking strides. Do not try that at home. But he's still not there yet. <laughs> he's still not there yet. But I think the Chargers are going to easily win this game. I love, I love the Jets' defense, but I think that the Jets' offense isn't good enough to keep up with the Chargers. I agree. I, I, I think the Chargers take care of business, thirty-one to twenty, kind of easily in this one. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking thirty-one twenty-one. I say Herbert, Keenan Allen, Eckler, all locks. Um, Josh Palmer, I would flex even. He's been, he's been the guy stepping up. Not Quentin Johnson, when yep. Mike uh, with Mike Williams out, and on the Jets side, Brees Hall, the, you lock, you you play mm-hmm. him, <clears throat> and then Garrett Wilson's been playing a little bit better. His floor's gone up a little bit with Zach Wilson not turning the ball over as much, giving them longer possessions, more possessions. So Wilson still hasn't obviously isn't able to produce at his fantasy ceiling, but he's, yeah. still, a, he's still a top 30 receiver right now. I, I think their biggest flaw right now is their play calling because they're not getting their running backs involved enough with the Jets. They're, they're not running Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook enough to where they should be, especially in those close games. We saw that last week. Sally's try, Robert Siley's trying to run a San Francisco style offense with players that are San play. Francisco like they're <laughs> Smash Mouth guys? Mm-hmm. They they could do very well. Like they, I, I think they'd be a much better team if they would lean more into the run. Yeah, because they got the running backs to do it. They got the receivers, Punch and it they down got the it. inside man. You got Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook and Brees Hall, man. You you Run got down Zach Wilson. I would say you got Zach Wilson at a point where he's not turning the ball or making better decisions. Now put him in a system where it's going to help him be better, a la what it does to Brock Purdy, what it did to Jared Goff. What it, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, what it did for Jimmy G. Um, you know, just if you do that for Wilson, make him more comfortable throwing the ball downfield because <laughs> your play calling is allowing that to happen, then – it's going to open the whole offense up, and you start by you start doing that by feeding your running backs to make play action a threat. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. What about on the Charger side of the ball? Who you got starting? Herbert, obviously. You're starting mm-hmm. the entire squad, dude. Even the dude that's sitting on the <laughs> bench wiping his forehead off with a towel. You start him too. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, damn. Chargers got a good offense. I mean, especially fantasy wise, you know. They rack up a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. It's just they can't win games, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So you're starting Quentin Johnson? No. Maybe it's a low flex. But you just said everyone, Travis. No, I would 
No, you're probably going to end up actually having to start Connor Stallions because you know he's over on the sideline somewhere. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. NFL Day come out to say that they'd punish him, too, if he came. Jim Harbaugh, that is. It's wild. Oh, yes. All right. I'd start Joshua Palmer over Quentin Johnson at this Me point too. in time. Me too. That's uh, fair. I think Joshua Palmer is a mid-flex. Do you think it's close between the two, or is it like clear yeah, cut for you guys? Like, I think it's like a two-point difference. Okay. Splash potential, obviously. Mm-hmm. For, me, it's, for me, it's very clear cut. How big of a point difference? I think between Palmer and Quentin Johnson, easily like 10. Damn. Per and week? I, I'm just like this week. Just because, I mean, Joshua Palmer this season has one, two, three, four double digit game points wise in fantasy with 23.3 being his highest. Mm-hmm. And Quentin Johnston, let's see, where is that? I see in his flex. I'm seeing his starting lineup. Mm. You tell me. Yeah, no, I'm checking yeah. uh, Nick's team because he has Quentin Johnson. I'm pretty sure. There you go. Here's his stats currently. Uh, right now, he has 21 targets, 12 receptions, and 114 yards, no touchdowns. Okay, then. Yeah. Palmer's a hell of a lot more involved in the offense. Yeah, but I Palmer think. Is. I think Johnson could come on, too. Like, he has the those tools where, to do it. Yeah, like, he's a first round pick. You know, like, he's going to get mm-hmm. put in at some point. Who knows, man? Brandon Staley's just as bad as Matt Canada. <laughs> Don't get me started with that. Go ahead and wrap up this fucking episode. I'm done. Wrap the fucking episode done. I'm done. So, no, but um, on the charter side of ball, what would you do with Quinn Johnson, though? Like, where, where do you see him being most effective? Honestly, they just, he. He's just not getting open. He's he he looks like he's struggling to understand the offense all the way, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big problem. And he doesn't have a rapport with Herbert at the moment. I think mm-hmm. this season is for him is to just the rest of the season is just figure out and get playbook <laughs> and get <laughs> used to the NFL speed. Work on his separation. Work work on just learning the speed of the game at the NFL level. And then this off season, spend a lot of one-on-one time building that report with Herbert. Okay. I think that's what needs to happen. And next season I'll judge him. I mean, my right now he's not doing enough to warrant him getting more playing time over a healthy Mike Williams next season coming back. So yeah, he's going to have, that's to, fair. he is going to have to do something over this, the rest of the season though, to warrant that. Especially if Palmer keeps playing like that, because then he might find himself fourth on the depth chart. That's fair. 100%. I could agree with that. No agreements here. Yeah, I'm I'm right on the same same side as you guys. You know, like, Quinn Johnson, like, I could see it, but also, like, they spend a lot of capital on him. And, like, I think they're just kind of waiting for him to come into the wings. Mm -hmm. Their draft cover will be huge. Yeah, yep. especially at a first round price, dude. That shit. Mm. And he deserved it. Like athletically, he's gifted enough, and he's a good enough receiver. Mm-hmm. Just like 
he's not in the field enough, it seems like. He's not. Not at all. He so he's not. the only you just gotta kind of like hold on to your taxi squad and wait and see. Here's something for you. Last week he had a career high targets at six on five receptions, fifty yards. So he had that's a ten point that, week last week. That's that's a step in the right direction. That's yep. good. What more does he have to do for you, Travis? How much does he have to do? I mean, I don't need him to like pop off and have like twenty point fantasy, like twenty plus point fantasy games. But he needs just consistent ten point he, performances saying, at he, least. Yes, he needs to consistently be on the field enough, getting five to seven targets a game and getting mm-hmm. four to five receptions a game for forty to sixty yards. Yeah, okay. He, he needs to do that. Um, I don't even say sixty, just because like with seventeen games, it's like fifty five yards per game or fifty eight yards per game is a thousand mm-hmm. yards, but. Right. So, so I mean, still he he need he needs to do an eight to eleven points per game for fantasy the rest of the season, but he can't be having these one to five point games the rest of the season. Yeah, I feel that. No more. And I think, it, and not even just for fantasy. I think it's better for the Chargers in general. Mm-hmm. It opens their offense up more. <laughs> I like it. Right. Shane, you got any last words to say? Fuck Matt Canada. Love Matt Canada. Best coach ever. Travis, why don't you send us out? All right. Thank you for joining us again, everyone. Uh, we really appreciate it. I hope everyone had a happy Halloween <laughs> again. Also, don't forget to go follow Shane at Derpimation at twitch.tv. It's right above right there. Derpimation. Uh, also, go follow the business page if you haven't yet. And keep on looking forward to our content. We love and appreciate all you guys' support. Um, be out.